This episode of On the Hop News is brought to you by Thinking Baseball, the only educational baseball app for coaches and players that allows users to see, hear, and touch the plays as they happen. Narrated by a legendary baseball broadcaster, Pat Hughes, and powered by a groundbreaking database, Thinking Baseball puts you on the diamond. Whether you're the cutoff man on a hit to the outfield or the first baseman trailing the batter on a sure double, everyone on the field has a job to do on every play. Learn to do it better with Thinking Baseball. Visit thinkingbaseball.com or download the free app from the Apple Store or Google Play today. It's time to get your head in the game. Today is April 9th, 2019, and this is Tuesday's edition of On the Hop. Good morning, good morning, baseball enthusiasts. Welcome to On The Hop, a daily baseball podcast focused on delivering up-to-date news from around the league. Let's get into it. According to an article written by USA Today, there might have been a little bit more going on during Sunday's Reds-Pirates game in Pittsburgh. Broadcaster Chris Welsh mentioned several times during the Fox Sports Ohio broadcast that Pirates starting pitcher Chris Archer's jersey had a dark substance in the waistline that appeared to be pine tar. This is what he has to say. You know, it's kind of interesting. You be the judge at home. Chris Archer, I believe, has some kind of foreign substance. Looks to me like pine tar. Right inside the belt area, right there. Reaches down. Pitchers do this. They need to get a grip on the ball. And then later, we got a shot where his shirt is pulled up a little bit more, and you can really see some dark substance on his jersey. Welsh continued, I think pitchers ought to be able to have something sticky so they can get a good grip on the ball. I don't know why they make pine tar illegal. Let's do something to the baseballs because I hear more and more pitchers all the time talk about how slick they are and you can't get a good feel. So why make a guy do that? Wouldn't it be just as simple to change the rule or rub up the balls in a different fashion? But as long as a rule is a rule, you can't apply a foreign substance to the ball. And that, it appears to me, is what Chris Archer was doing today. Boston University grad students analyzed more than 4 million pitches from 11 seasons of Major League Baseball, according to TechCrunch. According to the study, umps made 34,294 incorrect ball and strike calls in 2018. That works out to about 14 blown calls per game and 1.6 per inning. The study notes that the average age of MLB umps is 46, with an average of 13 years experience. Each season, umps call around 4,200 pitches behind the plate. Interestingly, the findings suggest that younger, less experienced umpires tend to outperform the vets. The frequency of incorrect calls, perhaps unsurprisingly, tends to vary based on the nature of the play. Again, anyone who's followed the game with any sort of frequency likely already had their suspicion that umps favor either the pitcher or the batter based on who's leading an account. Research results demonstrate that umpires in certain circumstances overwhelmingly favor the pitcher over the batter, according to this study, again at TechCrunch. For a batter with a two-strike count, umpires were twice as likely to call a true ball a strike, 29% of the time, than when the count was lower, which is 15%. Speaking again of Chris Davis and his streak, he has broken it. Baltimore Orioles' Chris Davis has etched himself into MLB history, but this particular record has the 33-year-old wishing for an eraser, according to Bleacher Report. During the Orioles' Monday night game against the Oakland Athletics, MLB Stats declared Davis the owner of the longest hitless drought among position players in MLB history at 0 for 47. The record was broken when Davis lined out to left field in the bottom of the fifth. Now, Davis has only two more at-bats to secure a hit before he breaks the all-time record for most plate appearances by a position player without a hit, 
per Dan Connolly of The Athletic, as he struck out in the bottom of the seventh. That record currently sits at 57 hitless plate appearances in 1984. Similar to our story yesterday, Yelich drove a pitch from L.A. Angels starter deep to center to lead off the top of the third. Trout went back and robbed Yelich of a potential home run. Yelich may have been bothered about losing an extra base hit, but had a sportsmanlike response. Larry Brown of Larry Brown Sports said, that's pretty much what is required to get Yelich out at this point. We also learned something else very important, that his barber is much more talented than Machado's. During the Cubs' home opener against the Pirates, John Lester was pulled from the game in the third with an apparent injury, according to NBC Sports. Lester went to a 2-0 count to the first batter he faced in the third, at which point Joe Madden and team trainers came out to the mound apparently thinking something was not quite right. Lester must have convinced them he was fine as he stayed in the game, but after one more ball, a get-me-over strike, and then giving up a single, Madden pulled Lester from the game. It has been reported that it was a left hamstring tightness. It is assumed he is day-to-day. Dodgers pitcher Hyunsun Ryu left last night's game prematurely dealing with a left groin strain, according to Bill Plunkett of the Orange County Register. Ryu said after the game that he does not feel he has suffered a significant injury. The Southpaw characterized his exit as precautionary. That's certainly promising, though manager Dave Roberts made clear that Ryu was nevertheless destined for a stint on the injured list. This certainly raises some concern as his availability to take the mound has been a little hit or miss. And with Rich Hill and Clayton Kershaw on the sideline, Ryu's inconsistent health is going to be an issue. Yankee starter Luis Severino is slated to undergo an MRI and further medical examination, manager Aaron Boone tells the New York Post. Severino has been on the injured list since the start of the season for inflammation in his rotator cuff. Severino's rehab was stalled over the past week, as Christy Ackert of the New York Daily News puts it. The lack of progress was evidently worrying enough that Dr. Christopher Ahmed, a noted surgeon and the Yankees' head physician, will take a closer look. Notably, there's no indication that Severino has experienced new discomfort or a specific setback. That's the silver lining. This is obviously a suboptimal development for a club that has been raked by injuries and would prefer to have Severino leading the rotation. The hope all along has been that Severino would rest up a bit, work through a progression, and make it back to the MLB Hill by early May. The timeline hasn't yet changed significantly, but it does seem he's now behind schedule. And it remains to be seen what the imaging will show. The Chicago Cubs attempt to redecorate their press box for the 2019 season quickly turned into a social media firestorm that became another reason for female baseball fans to be disappointed with the Cubs. The Cubs added a variety of old press credentials to the Wrigley Field press area prior to Monday's home opener as something of an art installation. Problem being, they included one from 1945 that read, No Women Allowed. The credential was first noticed and tweeted about by Chicago Sun-Times reporter Madeline Kenny whose picks started to make the rounds and within two hours led to the Cubs taking down the press pass and replacing it twice. First, the picture was replaced with the Wrigley Field photo on Pinkout Night. Then it was swapped out again for another image. Madeline Kinney has this to say from her Sun-Times piece concerning what the Cubs organization had to say about the image. Cubs spokesman Julian Green said the initial intent of the image was to acknowledge how far we've come, one as not specific to the Cubs, as a society, and the free press in terms of women and people of color who were not able to have a place in the press box. Green couldn't explain who signed off on the art installation, which was installed late Sunday night. Cubs business president Crane Kennedy recognized the image when showed on an iPhone as the pink poodle credential, but refused to comment on it, saying that he couldn't read the no women admitted text because he didn't have his glasses. At Kennedy's request, the picture has been emailed to him, but he did not immediately respond. 
Whit Merrifield of the Kansas City Royals has a hitting streak dating back to September 10th of the 2018 season. With his two-for-four day against the Mariners last night, he has now hit safely in 29 straight games. A hitting streak that spans two seasons is just as valid as one that occurs during the same season. He is officially over halfway to the record held by Joe DiMaggio. Encarnacion goes yard twice in the same inning last night against the Royals. He opened up the sixth inning with a solo shot to left center field off of Homer Bailey, breaking a 4-4 tie. The Mariners' offense then went off on Royals pitching, allowing Encarnacion to take a second at bat in the sixth. Facing Kevin McCarthy with two runners on base and two outs, Encarnacion lifted a homer to left field for a three-run jack, boosting the Mariners' already substantial lead to 12-4. This is according to NBC Sports. Encarnacion is the first player to hit two homers in one inning since the Orioles' Mark Trumbo on April 15, 2016. So we've got some decent Orioles news, finally. Craig Kimbrell will not be present at Fenway Park when the Boston Red Sox receive their championship rings for winning last year's World Series. Kimbrell, currently a free agent, has reportedly drawn interest from several teams, including the Nationals and the Twins. It appears unlikely Kimbrell will wear a Red Sox jersey this season. While he really appreciated our invite and outreach, he feels his attendance might create a distraction, Red Sox team president Sam Kennedy said via MLB.com. Out of respect for his teammates, he has chosen not to attend. While disappointed, we totally respect and understand his decision. Following Sunday's scintillating 10-strikeout performance, Tribe starter Mike Clevenger told reporters that the team's starting pitchers hold court after each series to determine who had the best outing. Each nominee is allowed to state their case, and time is allowed for rebuttals before a consensus is reached. The crown is then awarded, and Clevenger documents the occasion with the photo. Trevor Bauer keeps track of the particulars on his spreadsheet, and Shade Bieber is always lurking in the background when the ceremony takes place. This is according to Cleveland.com, their own website. Clevenger earned the crown earlier this week after tossing seven shutout innings against Chicago in a no decision during the Tribe's home opener. On Sunday, he conferred the regal headdress upon Bauer. The Brewers could not find a spot for Domingo Santana, and now he is crushing the ball for the Mariners. Santana collected three hits and four RBI Monday as the Mariners crushed the Royals 13-5. This puts Santana slashing 340, 431, and 640 for the season, with seven of his 17 hits going for extra base hits. He's in his age 26 this season, so the Mariners acquired him at the top of his game. So, according to Baseball Musings, will this go down as a poorly thought-out move for the Brewers? See, the Twins let David Ortiz go without a trade because they didn't realize how to utilize him properly. Like Ortiz, Santana was clearly, and is clearly, a great hitter. Both Tigers broadcasters were fired last year due to a physical altercation of some sort. Seems like they didn't get along, apparently. So what is Fox Sports Detroit's solution? Well, here you go. According to an NBC Sports report, the network has this to say. Special guests will join the broadcast through the Video Call Center, also known as VCC. With this technology, we can check in with guys from all over the world, and we plan to do just that, said Gibson, who used the VCC during the 2018 opening day broadcast from Los Angeles. The VCC enables broadcasts to leverage the world's billions of smartphones to enhance their coverage with two-way video calls from any location using any device. Fox Sports Detroit will be utilizing these patented technologies and services to bring in acclaimed former players who will engage in rapid back-and-forth dialogue and even play-by-play commentary enabled by VCC's hyper-low latency return video feed. These broadcasts are going to be a lot of fun, said Monroe, who played for the Tigers from 2002 to 2007. We'll have a chance to share even more analysts and stories from our playing days. Viewers will truly feel like they are watching the game with us and part of our team. My sincerest apologies to all Tigers fans. And finally, 
Back in December, Altavino told MLB.com StatCast podcast, I would strike Babe Ruth out every time. A month later, the native New Yorker signed with, with a $27 million three-year contract with the Yankees, who view Ruth as a deity. Within days, the team approached Altavino about making a commercial in which he pitches to Ruth with catastrophic consequences. Altavino said, I thought it was a good idea, just to show that I can make fun of myself. New York found archival footage of Ruth and shot new material with Altavino on a back lot behind third base at Steinbrenner Field in Tampa and at a nearby hotel room of a Yes Network employee. The new video shot digitally as a standard 30 frames per second with the Sony FS7 camera was edited with Adobe After Effects software over three days. Threw a sepia tone on it, changed the frame rate down to a 12 frame a second type feel, kind of how it was back then, added a lot of grain, changed the saturation levels, added a lot of effects to keep it kind of dirty, Spectre said. I personally have no idea what I just said, but it sounds fancy. I don't want to spoil the uh, clip for you, but I posted a link to the YouTube video in the show notes. That's all I've got for you today. This has been Tuesday's edition of On the Hop News. And remember, 90% of this game is half mental. Talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.